You're listening to Jewish Matters with Rabbi Jonathan Feldman. Welcome to our Sons of Abraham series. And tonight we have a very special guest, Guy Yoshua, is part of the uh, Samaritan community. And tonight we're going to explore the ancient people of the Samaritans and uh, hear from Guy himself, a member of the community about this people. Uh, tonight is part of our Sons of Abraham series, exploring all of the different communities in Israel, uh, all of the minority communities, and that form this incredible patchwork of uh, our country. And even though we have a Jewish majority, people are not often aware of how many other minorities there are, their contributions to Israel, and in this case, their ancient roots and origins. So, uh, Guy, uh, let me first give you a little introduction. Guy Yeshua is a Samaritan Communities Media Representative. He is an expert lecturer and, lecture and lecturer on the Samaritan faith. In his free time, he is developing a computer font for ancient Hebrew and is the Samaritan Torah scribe. His work stems from the desire to introduce the community's traditions and ways of life to the world to increase awareness. So, Guy, thank you very much, and welcome. And uh, why don't you tell us a little about yourself, uh, who you are, and uh, about yeah. your people. The, the geographic place that they came, okay, from him. Uh, if you want to be Samaritan, you must to believe in four kinds of uh, faith. Of course, the first of all, it's one God, of course, uh, one prophet, Moses, we don't have any other prophet because the, 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 the third one is we are believed just in the Torah, okay? Just the five first book, okay? The, the, the books of Moses, of course. We don't have all the Tanakh, just the Torah, okay? Just the five first book. Uh, and of course, the last one is the holy place. Like I said before, the Mount Guizim. Where is Mount Guizim? Mount Guizim just upon Nablus, the city Nablus, okay? Uh, the Maugazim is the holy place because in the last book of Moses, Moses blessed the mount like God blessed the mount. He called him the, the mount of bliss because when Israel get into the, uh, uh, the promised land, they make a custom. Six tribe was in Mount Guizim to bless the people and the sixth tribe was in Mount Ebal, just before Mount Guizim, and cursed the people. If you do that, you are cursed. If you do that, you are blessed. Okay? That was the, cost, the custom to, to, to get the promised land from God. Okay? To get the key to the promised land. So they make any custom. And that's why the, the, uh, God blessed the Mount Guizim. And that's why we are believed that Mount Guizim is the holy place in the world. The Jewish people just to understand me, uh, uh, believe in, Mount, in Jerusalem, that is the holy place. The Samaritan tells just a minute, there is no any word of Jerusalem in all the Torah, of the books of Moses. And just after four, just 400 years after they, they get to the promised land, they uh, came the King David and blessed the Mount uh, of, uh, of uh, Judah. And that's the reason why we have any... Uh, uh, we don't believe in Jerusalem, and the Jewish people not believe in Mount Gerizim, the holy place. It's a very political question uh, to know who believes in what. Today, the community numbers are uh, 800 people, something like that. In the past, uh, we are was about uh, 1,500. 
years ago, we were something like uh, over 2 million people, okay? I talk about the fourth century. Uh, in 1945, the Samaritans was 150 people, that's what members, of course, that's what all the community, 150 people in 1945. Today, the Samaritans, like I mentioned before, 800 people, uh, half sitting in Holon and half in uh, Mount Guzim. Why Holon? Because the second president of Israel uh, very loved this, the Samaritan and the community, and he tells the community, you are in, cannot live in all over Israel because you have very unique religion. You must to, to, to make it together, to place in one place, to, to, to live in one place, because you have to uh, uh, make all the, uh, all, 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 all the things that you do. And uh, because of this, uh, he came and asked a, a lot of mayor uh, for uh, to be to take the Samaritans to him to his city, and the first one that came was the mayor of Holon. Uh, uh, that was in uh, 1954, and from that point, the Samaritans believe in live in Holon and live in Mangusin, half and half, something like that. So, um, uh, what what do you count for the fact that your community has grown so much since uh, since uh, 1945? And can you tell us a little about the society, the family's social structure, and then maybe on to more details in the belief? Uh, before we move on, Rabbi Feldman, there's a couple of people in the waiting room. Can you just- Yeah, them? I just let them in. Okay. So Guy, uh, if you can tell us what do you attribute this uh, growth in the population to, and if you could tell us a little about the makeup of the community. Uh, of course. Uh, first of all, uh, today the community, if you speak about uh, why we are grow up uh, so fast, uh, maybe because we are blessed and maybe because we make a lot of children, but uh, in the past, uh, family in the Samaritans, average family, was in maybe some 10 kids, something like that. Okay, my father has seven, seven brothers. Uh, today, uh, unfortunately, with something like uh, two children and dog, that's what we have today. So uh, to, today it's less, okay? Because uh, a, a lot of uh, uh, reason why it's like today, because you know, we want every kid want his room, his own room. And uh, you, you know what I'm talking about. Modern society, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And uh, uh, today there is any, any we are stopped uh, to, to, to get a lot of children, but we are start to marry uh, to women that they are not Samaritans, like my uh, my wife, she's Jude, okay, she's a Jew, she's not uh, born uh, Samaritans, but today, because we are married, she must to behave like Samaritan, okay? So, so can you tell us a little bit of what that means? How would a practicing Samaritan be different from uh, practicing Jew? What does your practice look like? And then maybe we'll talk about your Torah and how it's written. And, but first, tell us about the practice. And... To be Samaritan in all the week, just to be like a free man. You don't have to do anything. You go to job, you're learning, you go to school, regular school, of course. Uh, you drive, you, you, you go to the army, uh, you get out with your friends, uh, 
to, 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 to clubs, to drink, to whatever you want to do, to the sea, to, 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 to movie. But when you get, when you get Saturday, okay, so it's, it's changing because in Saturday, we kept the Saturday, okay? We don't drive in Saturday, we don't see TV, we don't use any electricity in Saturday. Uh, we're going to uh, the synagogue, of course. Uh, we pray a lot of time in Saturday, okay? Four times in the day. Uh, one of the prayers is at three o'clock in the morning until six o'clock in the morning, okay? We don't have to sleep. Um, Where is your prayer book? For, what the text of the prayer book? When was it written? Who, who wrote it? Do you have rabbis or um, teachers? We don't have rabbi. We have priests, okay? We have priests like in the in the, the days oh, of the Torah. Oh. Kohanim, yeah, exactly. And uh, uh, and those priests uh, uh, come and uh, and teach you, and uh, uh, they manage the the pray in the synagogue, of course. They manage everything, uh, uh, to be honest. How, and how many priests are there today in your community? Today we have just one priest. It's the bigger uh, Kohen, the Kohen Gadol. And uh, we have maybe like 12 uh, uh, under him, okay? Mm -hmm. When he died, so the next in the age will be the uh, uh, change for uh, the high and priest. Do they have a school or where they study um, the teachings and the practices? Uh... We're going to regular school and learning Hebrew and, and history and math and, and English. No, but, but I mean... After, after the school, yeah, I know what you're talking about. After the school, we're going to the priest, some of them. And we learn when you are six years old or seven years old, you go into that uh, priest and you learn day by day the ancient Hebrew. That's, we're going to talk about that. We don't use the Hebrew of today when I go into the synagogue or I read something that is holy. Okay, we don't use the ancient Hebrew. We, use the, we don't use the regular Hebrew. We use the ancient Hebrew. And that means that we believe that is the Hebrew that son of Israel and Moses and all the generation of the desert was, was talking so, so it's actually very interesting because in the tar in the Talmud, there's a debate about the 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 the, the, the uh, script that we use today in the Torah, mm -hmm. and that's called Ksav Ashurit uh, from Ashur from Babylonia. And there's a debate of whether in the Talmud of whether the original Torah was in Ketav Ivri, which is I believe closer to what you use and what is found archaeologically as to have been used in the ancient times, or whether the Torah is in Ketav Ashurit. The Talmud actually concludes that it was Ketav Ashurit, like the mm -hmm. one we have today, but it's discussed. The, both, both types of script are discussed in the Talmud. But I want, before we get to talking about that, I wanted to ask you a little more in detail. So is uh, the text of the Torah that you have uh, pretty close to the text of the Humash that we use. And That's if mean, so... I, uh, I want to show you the ancient Hebrew, if you can see it. It's look like yeah. this. Yeah. Okay, if you know to read Hebrew, you cannot read this because this mm -hmm. is the ancient Hebrew and it's it's different. Uh, uh, it sounds differently. And, uh, uh, but our Torah, it's very similar to your Torah. For your question, uh, there is maybe 600 different words between our Torah and the Torah that you know. Mm -hmm. uh, 
a lot of things, but uh, maybe the, the, the more important things between our Torah and your Torah is on the Ten Commandments. Your first command, help me. Uh, first in terms of the Ten Commandments? Or? Yeah. There's, I, yeah, there's only one God. Yeah, well, no, 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 said, no, no, no. It's, the first, it's one the said, first one I am the Lord your God. Now there's a debate. Is that a commandment or a statement? Because it calls it the Asarat Hadibrot. So, yeah, so but, it's the ten statements. So the first commandment is Lo don't have other gods. So what's um, different between the first and the second? It's very similar because the one the first tell you that I am your God, and the second tell you there is no any God because I am your God. Okay, you said it before, you're that you are God. So maybe we can erase the, the first because the second tell you that there is no any God because he is the God. Okay. And the, the first one. Be to be honest, just God introduced Himself in the first time for Israel. Hi, mm -hmm. I am your God. Yeah. Maybe you write down what, what I have to say. Okay, hear me. One, there is no any God before me. So if this is the one, so you maybe may think that we have just nine, but we have ten, and we think that for the Jewish people there is just nine. The last one command mu command you to. Uh, going to a Mount Guizim and they build an altar in Mount Guizim and to visit him every year, one time in a year, okay? And when you get to the promised land, you must to build that altar. So that's okay? your 10th commandment in Parshat Yitro. Ex exactly. Okay. And in the in the Jewish Torah, what uh, we learn in the school, the, that chapter is done, don't exist, okay? It, it just disappeared. Yeah. Or you say that those are asad the divrot and not ten commandments. That that it it doesn't call them ten commandments. So this is all discussed also. But I have another question for you. So I assume you do the mitzvot that are written in the Torah. So the classic one is the mitzvah to when it says put an ot uh, a sign on your hand. Tefillin. So do you? How do you observe? Do you observe that mitzvah in a no it, way? It's not mitzvah. It's 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 memory. Okay, you must to understand what everything you do with your hands. It's because God and put it exactly in your in your mind between your eyes. Okay, here you must to to understand it because uh, uh, it's it's like it's, it's something spirit. You understand me? It's not something that you have to do. It's not material thing. Because mm -hmm. the Torah is, is not command you to do material things, just a spirit thing, okay? You don't have to, to, to put something on your hand and, and, and okay. put it on your eyes like, like this. You have to, it's memory. Because, because after one chapter, it tells you to put it on your heart. Am I right? Mm -hmm. Okay? You, can, you, you cannot put something on your heart, okay? Because it's something spirit, it's a spirit thing. So that's the reason what, why we don't put okay, any tefillin. But all the, the, the holidays, the Yomim Tovim, Sukkot, uh, Pesach, Shavuot. Okay. Those you and Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur, you have the... The first custom we have, of course, it's Passover, because it's the first one, if mm -hmm. we talk chronology. Uh, in the Passover, we don't make Leil Seder. And I think everyone knows what Leil Seder is, a long table with the, a lot of food and everyone, everyone just sitting very beautiful around the table and, and, and 
uh, reading the Haggadah and, and singing song, but uh, when you read the Torah, you have to do something else, not Lel Seder. You have to take a lamb, okay? And get to the sacrifice area in Mount Grizim, like the Torah said you, and uh, sacrifice the lambs, okay? Today we sacrifice something like 60 lambs for all the community, okay? There is a butcher that came and-, and uh, When do you do it? Do you do it on the day before the 14th or you do it on the night? Of course, in the evening of the 14th, okay? Just in the sunrise, sun, sunset, just in the sunset, sorry. Uh, and then uh, we take the lamps and put it in oven, oven with fires, of course, because the mm -hmm. Torah tell you to put it in, in fire, okay? And uh, not with water. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Barbecue. Exactly. <laughs> Barbecue. And a lot <laughs> of salt, of course. And why you put salt? Because the salt get out, get the blood, the blood out. Okay. Mm -hmm. So you must put a lot of salt in the in that uh, uh, ships, uh, lamps, whatever. And uh, also we take a little blood and put it on our head li like this because it's it's a uh, remember things for the makot uh, mitzrayim uh, you know when son of israel put the blood on above the door okay because the angel of the death will pass over them and that's what we call the the holiday passover okay pass over me and uh, that's why we put a, a, just a little uh, blood uh, in our head and in the in the night in the middle of the night 12 o'clock uh, we eat that uh, uh, lambs, we eat that sacrifice, and then we we still uh, living in Mount Gerizim for one week. Even all the Samaritans in Cholon, we are living in uh, Cholon and uh, get to uh, our houses in Mount Gerizim that they are empty all the year. I have house in Mount Gerizim, it's empty all the year, and I live just for one week in holiday, uh, in Passover for one week. Uh, but it's very cheap, don't be worried, very cheap. Mm -hmm. And, and uh, after that one week, we are all the community are together, okay? All the community from Cholon and from Mangozim, we are together one week, so it's very happiness you have there and singing a lot of, uh, 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 every night you have a party, okay? And all us together and we don't uh, go into the walk. And, can, you, uh, can you just give us a little sample of your Hebrew, maybe one of the songs or one of the prayers? Could you? Right now, why, just... not? why not? Let's uh, let's uh, read the uh, first uh, chapter in the Torah. Okay. Barashet bara eluem it ashamem with aris. Waris ayata teu ubeu. Washek alfani tum. Uru eluem amra efat alfani amem. We are umer eluem. Yahi or. Let it be light. Yahi or. We are or. We are. Eluem it aor ki tob. Uyabdel eluem bin aor ubin ashek. Uikra eluem la or yom, day. Ula shekara lila, night. Uyai ereb. Uyai bekar, yom ad. Okay, you Bravo. understand me. Bravo. You understand. Yeah, overall, overall, I understand it. It's a different, it's, like, it's more like the Temani pronunciation Yaman, yeah. of the Hebrew. But some of the words were different as well. Now, do you know? Just a minute. I, I have to say to tell you something. Why it's very similar to Yaman? Because they are semi language. Well, they are. They were the 
group of Jews with the oldest tradition in even Arabic, even Yaman area. Yeah. It's, and it's, can you tell me uh, before 1948, in other words, was there always a Samaritan presence in Shomron in Israel? And what language were they speaking before the revival of modern Hebrew in the 20th century? For 400 years, the Samaritans speaking Arabic between uh, themselves, uh, maybe Syrian Arabic or Egyptian Arabic. And uh, always, always, they are uh, uh, praying in Hebrew, in the ancient Hebrew. It was always. Today, because the Samaritan living in Cholon, we are speaking Hebrew one in each other, okay? I speak Hebrew with my children, with my father, with my parents, with my wife. Hebrew, of course, okay? But, uh, but I talk with my grandfather in Arabic. Oh, okay. Okay? So it's not a problem. When we all go to Manguizim, we speak uh, half Arabic, half Hebrew, just mess with, with all the language. So culturally, was the Samaritan community kind of closer to the Arabic community and now has become more kind of um, westernized, I guess, kind of like Sephardic Jews as well? I, I don't agree with that, uh, with that I'm sentence. Asking. I'm, I'm asking a question. I'm not. No, no, no. Okay, 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 okay. It's okay. Uh, the Samaritans are not Arabic and they are not Jewish. And with uh, maybe we the Samaritans that live in Manguizim, maybe them a little close to the Arabic because it's they they learning in Nablus, okay? In Nablus, they going to the school in Nablus and and they work in Nablus, and they friends from their Arabic from Nablus, but in Cholon we are learning in. Uh, in, uh, in in regular school, in Hebrew school, okay? Uh, here, we, here you can see uh, the, the al Aliyah Leregel, Aliyah Leregel, okay? All the Samaritans uh, with Rob, like Joseph, okay? Uh, uh, and this is on the Mount Gruzim in the morning, in the prey in, of the Passover, okay? In the seven days of Passover, we have Aliyah Regal. Help me, Jonathan. How you said Aliyah Regal? I forget the word. Uh, the pilgrimage. Pilgrimage. Yeah, exactly. Uh, which we do to Jerusalem, and you're doing to Mount Gerizim. Yeah. Do you see the picture of the Torah here? This is the Torah. Yeah. Yeah. So you have a silver cover, kind of the way the Sephardic. Torah maybe is. silver, maybe gold. And it sits on a table. It's it's straight up. On a not table, it's chair. Like a uh -huh. chair, yeah. Uh -huh. Okay. And uh, and you and you said you are you a scribe? You you write Torah as well? Of course. I just uh, show you in my phone all the Torah. I just write it in the computer. Okay. So uh, uh, if someone from you want that uh, Torah in PDF, I can send you. It's okay. Whatever you want, uh, it's no problem. Uh, but this is all all the five books. Uh, uh, in the ancient Hebrew. Okay. Okay. And um, how did how the community feel uh, in after 1967 when Jews started moving back to the Shomron? Oh, the, there was I think the most happiness here in the world of the Samaritans because uh, it was a, before that it was very problem to go to Manguizim because uh, the Jordan's uh, soldiers making a lot of travel to the Samaritans that came from Holon 
because the people from Holon, they served the, the Israeli army. Mm-hmm. And when the soldier of Jordan said, you, who are you? You are a soldier. You cannot pass to Jordan. We, will, we, we don't want you here. So it makes a lot of problems. But in uh, 67, after the war, after the war uh, it was very happiness for the Israeli Samaritans. Mm-hmm. Today, if you want to go to Manguzim from Tel Aviv, you are 50 minutes in Manguzim. Before that, it took you maybe one day. Mm-hmm. And... Um... Do you have anything like conversion? In other words, you view yourselves as a different branch of Judaism that now has its own practice different from Jews. So uh, are there conversions into Shomonim or have there been some uh, Israelis who married Shomonim who have integrated into that community? Is there a formal conversion process or how does that work? No, Jonathan, if you want to be Samaritan, you or Shana, whatever you want, five minutes you are Samaritans from now. It's no problem. You go, you become part of the community, and that's how it works. You just uh, need to know to, to, to breathe. If, if you have breath and, and you have a, a, a heart, you are, can be Samaritan. That's all. That's what you need. Mm-hmm. Okay? Because uh, uh, there is no any process convert because we believe that you don't have it. If, if You don't need it. If you want to be Samaritan, so be Samaritan. You must to believe that uh, in one Torah or uh, in one God, in Moses, in Mount Gizim, and uh, be live with us, whatever you want. And uh, how do you see the future of your community? For instance, you said you married a Jewish woman. Your children, how are they being raised? Uh, how common is this? And what do you think will be for the future of the Samaritan community? Um, Going forward. I want to remind you that uh, Joseph from the Torah, he was married to a woman that was Egyptian, Osnat, right? But uh, there is no any convert for Osnat, and Joseph, the, the, the children of Joseph, Ephraim and Menasheh, they are not Egyptian because they are go with the father, not with the mother. Today in the Israeli community, uh, the Jewish community in Israel, of course, in the state, uh, the children are going with the mother, always with the mother. So if the mother are Russian, so the children are Russian. They are not Jewish. And you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. Matrilineal descent. It, yeah, after, exactly. After the Torah was given, it's, it became exclusively through the mother. In the, I don't in think it's after the Torah. I think it's after the Galut. Because in the Galut... Uh, and you can translate the Galut for English. I don't know. Exile, the exile. I, okay. After the, the exile, uh, the, you don't was exactly sure who is the father. And you understand me. Eh? You, you, you forgive me what, I, what I'm saying yeah. now, but you, yeah, don't, no. you don't know exactly who is the father. So there, Hazal there, decided to make uh, uh, just under the mother. Like, like there the is mother. one story. There's a story before that in the book of uh, Bamidbar where there's the son of a woman who's Israelite and the father was Egyptian. Right. So that's one of the ways we see that already he was considered part of the Israelites because his mother was Israelite, but his father was Egyptian. So that's yeah. one story. Yeah, but that, that Egyptian was, that Egyptian was Erev Rav that came from Israel, from, from, uh, from the house of bondage. So, if you want to be Israeli, come to be Israeli, there's no any convert process. 
And that's what we, we tell you, if you want to be Samaritan, you are Samaritan, you are welcome. Like the Erev Rav, exactly the same, okay? So we have, we have di different outlooks on how to interpret parts of the Torah. Yeah. That's the beauty in the yeah, Torah. Yeah, yeah. okay. Okay, so, um, I, so I believe that- the future, I, how do you see- I you see know, the Samaritans, mm -hmm. you know, in 1988, there is a movie of uh, National Geographic that they, uh, uh, they show you the sacrifice of Passover. And uh, he said in the movie that uh, he thinks that he sees the last sacrifice in the world because the Samaritan is going to erase. Today, the Samaritans, uh, almost uh, uh, 1,000 people. I've, I think that in uh, 100 years from now, the Samaritan will be something like uh, three or 4,000 uh, uh, members, I hope. Mm -hmm. We have and to do a lot course, of And of course, Israel's policy is a policy of open religion and of uh, letting of people course. practice and worship in whatever way they choose. So, uh, you know, uh, we, should all, we should all prosper. Of course. Okay, so thank you very much. Uh, I saw chats popping up. Uh, oh, yes. So oh, I'm yes. sure we have a lot of good questions, but we really appreciate your sharing with us. This has been fascinating. And um, now I'm going to hand it over to Shanna, and she's going to uh, um, moderate some of the questions from, uh, from our audience. Okay, so that this was very, very interesting, um, especially for me, some of the parts about Tefillin and the interpretation of... of it's very interesting to see the way two different people have taken traditions from the same book and interpreted them differently and how that has manifested into the modern time. So very interesting. We had quite a few questions pop up, which means that it's very interesting. So um, let's start with basic question from Shlomo Kirshner. Is Shabbat from Friday night to Saturday night in the Samaritan community? Of course, evening to evening, yes. Okay. Um, now, uh, we had a question, uh, another question from Shlomo. Is meat and milk separated? Is there a waiting period? What about chicken? Again, again, the question, I don't hear you exactly. Is meat and milk separated? Of course, of course, of course, of course. We eat, okay, I, I, I will explain. We eat just kosher. We separate it with milk and meat, of course, and we don't eat anything that the Bible don't allow you to eat. Let's talk about ham. We don't eat ham because the Bible uh, command, you to, command you to don't eat ham. Just a uh, uh, cow and things like that, and sheep and, and, uh, and uh, chicken, thing like that, okay? But but you must understand, if, if I go to a Jonathan house, okay, and I believe that Jonathan is kept on the, the kosher, of course, that's what I believe, and uh, Jonathan will give you pizza, okay, Jonathan will eat me pizza, okay, I will eat the pizza, I don't ask him any question, but if Jonathan will give me chicken or, or, or any meat, any kind of meat, I will tell Jonathan, thank you, but no, because I eat just from Samaritan butcher meat. Okay, I cannot eat any meat in any place in the world, just in my house from Samaritan butcher. So where I go to the, any restaurant with my wife, we eat fish, we eat the, uh, spaghetti, we eat the pizza, but we don't eat meat. Okay. Mm -hmm. Very interesting. Um, what about 
chicken. Do you does your community eat chicken and dairy together? Chicken and cheese together? No, chicken is like meat. Okay. Because you um, need a butcher for that. Is there anything different between a Samaritan butcher and a, a Jewish butcher? Of course. The direction of the butcher, of course, it's to to mark with him. And the and the kind of the 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 slice is little different, the prey is different, and the more important things. Uh, when you are slice, I don't know, cow, okay, you must to give the hand right, the right hand of, of the cow to the Levites. You must give him, okay? Not just part, a lot of parts. 10% from the from the cow you must to give to the Levites. Today, there is no any bet Mikdash. And the Jewish people don't give that part to the Levites. And maybe if I go to, to your house or, or to uh, any restaurant and I get hamburger, I don't know from what part the hamburger is. Maybe it's from the, the part that I can, I'm not allowed to eat, just the Kohanim, okay? And from that reason, we don't eat any meat out of the house, out of the house, of course. Okay, thank you. Um, my next question here. We had some questions. Um, are the Samaritans descendants of the tribes of Levi and Ephraim? There is any noise, just a minute. I'm going to stop that noise right now. Uh, oh. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, well, I, I would ask you, um, the Levites, you have Levites and Kohanim, and are they the children of Levites and Kohanim? Of course, of course. Today, uh, the Kohen today, the high priest of the Samaritans today, is uh, in the generation, his number is 134. Okay? Wow. So that means uh, uh, we are never uh, uh, left Israel. People ask me, what generation you are, you are in, in Israel, okay? Maybe you are a, a five, 10. I tell them, no, I'm 134 generation in Israel. We are never left Israel. So when the Muslims and the Crusaders persecuted the Jews, I guess they did not persecute the Samaritan in the same way. Of course, the same way, because they are so us like a Jew, without, without any different, they said, we want to kill you and we want to kill you also because you are oh. Samaritans, you are like the Jewish people. And that's the reason why we are from 2 million people, just 150 members in 1950. That's what yeah. all the Samaritans, okay? From yeah. that reason. Uh -huh. Okay, Shana. Shana, you, you are on mute, Shana. Yes, yeah. I got it. Okay. Um, okay, that was very interesting. Now, um, we had a couple questions about the women in your community and wondering if women have specific roles and if you could name any of them. Uh, of course, the first rules, the first rules of, uh, of the women, uh, they are command on, the, on me, okay? This is the first uh, thing that I know, but uh, they are go to the synagogue. There is no any different, there is no separate between women and men in the synagogue altogether. They're driving, they're going to school, they're walking, they do whatever they want. When uh, when women got, a, a, how you call it, a, the one thing in the month, how you call it in, for the woman? Menstruation. Menstruation, okay. So she, uh, for seven days, don't do nothing. 
I do the dishes, I, I clean, I cook, I, I do everything. I, 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 I fighting with my kids. I do everything. I just back from a walk and to the second walk, okay? Lonely, just me. My wife came from work in that week. She said me, hi, I'm going to the mall, okay? Bye. That's what she do, okay? Uh, I do everything for her for one week. So maybe this is the rule of the woman today. I'm <laughs> sorry like that I'm not. Deal. I'm sorry that I'm not that's, a woman. <laughs> that very. That's that's actually very progressive in today's uh, in today's climate. There have been some interesting rules that they played around with in England about whether or not women have to go into the office uh, that week. So that's really um, interesting. Believe me, interesting is not. <laughs> I'm afraid from that week. Not for me. <laughs> um, so we have a question here, um, and I'm a little bit confused about it, but maybe you will know. It's about the helpline service. How how do you feel about the helpline being the primary association of the Samaritans to the Western world? Do you know about this? No, uh, I know what they're talking about. Maybe about the marriage with that with that woman, right? That's the question. Um, I, let me see if we have. Okay, Shannon, let's move on. Unless the all right, just ask the person to clarify and move on, please. Okay, Odelia, if you have, if you could clarify what you're talking about by helpline, write it in the chat, and we'll come back to it. Okay. Um, are there any male converts on Hargit uh, Seam? I saw only Russian women. I know you did talk about this briefly. Uh, the Russian women, we have just two in the community, two Russian women, but it's okay if you want to be Russian, Sweden, Israeli Russian, uh, whatever you want to be, if you, and you want to be Samaritans, just welcome. What, what's the meaning about Russian? Why to talk about Sweden? We prefer Sweden, okay. whatever you want. Great, now- oh, um, oh, I, I think what um, that question was, is that in the New Testament, there's a story about the Good Samaritan, which probably was a Shomroni, wasn't Samaritans. And what someone's asking is often in Western Christian countries, Samaritan is a word for someone who helps other people. So what this woman, what the question was is, there's something in England called a Samaritan helpline. In other words, the person who wants to help, but it's only from taken from the name because in that story in the New Testament, it was a Samaritan who helped. So it's nothing to do with the Samaritan people per se. If, if there was any good Samaritans, you're talking now with the bad one. <laughs> no, you're great. <laughs> so we moving on to a question about the religious court. Uh, okay. Do Samaritans have their own religious court system or do they go through the Jewish court and the Rabbanut? It's no, we don't go into to Rabbanut. We have our priest. When I marry, I go to my priest. When I want to divorce, I go to my priest. Everything with my priest, okay? The Rabbanut, the, the, the rabbis in Israel, of the, the Orthodox rabbis, don't see me like a man, like a human being, okay? They think I, I, I'm not uh, uh, allowed to live in Israel, okay? Because uh, maybe they're afraid. I don't know. I don't know why. Okay, but uh, they they don't see me like like human being. Also, if you're gonna ask uh, some rabbi in Israel, Orthodox rabbi, uh, if can you visit the Samaritans 
uh, in some holiday, he will tell you, of course not. If you go there, you must to go then to the mikveh to, 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 to get, uh, you know what I'm talking about, okay? Well, Guy, Guy, I am an Orthodox rabbi. And no, I not, not everyone, sorry, man, not everyone. You know being. what I'm talking about, and, okay? Um, no, it, there is a discussion in the Talmud of a different understanding of where the Shomronim were from. I, I just uh, tell you a story. Be, be, because that, I tell you a story. One woman, Jewish woman, want to uh, marry to a Samaritan uh, a boy, and they go to the rabbi, the Orthodox rabbi, okay? Of course, not everyone. Of course, everything is not everyone, okay? But uh, the, rabbi, the, the rabbi said, no, you cannot go because in the mezuzah of, the ho of their house, there is a true story, okay? There is a dead mouse inside their mezuzah. There is no any place to put dead mouse in the mezuzah, okay? So, because he tried to, to, to make her feel to go to the Samaritan. And if you go to the, to the Sukkot of the Samaritans or to the sacrifice of the Samaritans, it's Avodah Zarah. That's what he said here. You cannot, and, and, and if you go, I don't uh, 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 recognize you anymore, okay? That, that's what, so, so she, she was very free, and after five years, they married, but it took five years. Okay? Wow. Okay. Um, and so a clarification from one of the questions was, we understand that anyone can convert to become a Samaritan, but do you know any male converts um, on Hargizim? Uh, any men, again? Men, yeah, any male converts, if you know of any male converts. Uh, there is no any male because uh, until, until today, there is no any male that want to get out from the uh, Samaritans and be Jewish. But there is a man that decide to get out from the Samaritans. He don't want to be Samaritans anymore, but he didn't uh, uh, marriage. He didn't marry anymore. So he just believe in his house with the girlfriend. They have kids without any religion, men. Atheist. Okay. Um... And if anybody has another question, you can put it here because we're coming toward the end. Do the Samaritans have any kind of oral tradition similar to the Mishnah or the Gemara? And I know you hit on this a little bit earlier. Of course not. Just from ju just the Torah uh, in the in the right, not the Torah by heart. Of course not. Do women go to the mikveh? Of course not. Women have to go to water. The Torah command you to go to water and wash yourself. Water we have in the the bathroom, okay, in, in the shower. Interesting. Um, yeah. Does anybody else have a question before we finish up our evening? This has been really interesting. And uh, I just want to give everyone another moment. If anybody wants to ask any more questions, in the meantime, I would love to explain again, just a little bit about what Tribe Tel Aviv is. Tribe Tel Aviv is an organization that Rabbi Feldman and I have together to build community. And the idea is to bring people like you who are part of Israeli culture and give a little taste to the Anglo community. Now, can everyone hear me still? Okay, so basically there's a lot of English speakers in Tel Aviv and in the Israel community and beyond 
who want to know about what's going on in Israel and might not know these sort of secrets that are hidden in the country unless we would have programs like this. So it's really nice to be able to bring Olim, immigrants, people from around the world to learn about your community, which is an important community in Israel and has a very rich history. Also, the idea of being an active role in create, creating the future of Israel is very exciting. So I think it's important for everybody to learn stories and learn about the different communities here because we are growing together, right? Growing in the state of Israel. So if anybody would like any more information, you can follow us at Tribe Tel Aviv. And you can also send me a personal message and I'll add you to our mailing list. Um, and we are going to continue the Sons of Abraham after we have a special Hanukkah um, love, event like next just, week. Uh, speak about that. Uh, next week, we have a special Hanukkah program. Uh, the title is The Challenge of Power from the Maccabean Revolt to Today. And the speaker is Yehuda HaKohen, who also lives in the Shomron. And he lives on the spot where the Maccabee camps were and from where they launched their uh, rebellion and fight against the, against the Greeks. So we're going to hear about where, who the Maccabees were, where they lived, and then about uh, the idea of a Jewish army and Jewish power and Jewish empowerment. So join us again next week for the Sunset Series. Thank you, Guy. Jonathan, uh, my friend, appreciate... any question, any question if you have, and I didn't answer, you may tell me in the telephone, you have my telephone. And uh, just for now, we don't have Hanukkah because Hanukkah is not from the Torah to our <laughs> Samaritan. Mm. Um, I will try and post right now your email uh, on the chat. Even my and... phone, if one, if anyone may want, and even I can send in the WhatsApp that all the Torah if someone wants. Okay, okay. can you just post your phone number in the in the notes? Yes, of course. Just a minute. Let me. Very write. cool. That's very cool. My phone. Very awesome. Okay. Okay. Thank you, Guy. Thank you, Shanna, as always. And uh, we look forward to seeing everyone next week. And the week after, we will continue the Sons of Abraham series uh, with a speaker from the Hebrew Israelite community. So that'll be our next uh, Sons, of Sons of Abraham in two weeks. So have a good evening, everyone. And uh, thank you again, Guy, for joining us. Also thank my mail there. Goodbye. Okay. That'll okay, leave, leave it for one moment. I'll leave it on for a minute, anyone mm -hmm. wants. Okay. Including myself. And nice. uh, the recording of tonight's event, you can find afterwards on Jewish Matters podcast. That's Jewish Matters. And you can find it on Apple, Google, or Spotify. So we'll be posting it there. That was very awesome. Okay. Erev Tov. Alrighty. Good evening, everyone. Bye-bye. Good night.
Bye.